Hello everyone, welcome to the Plug-in India Electric Vehicle Podcast, our weekly show on the happenings in the Indian electric vehicle scene. My name is Abhishek, I'm the host at Plug-in India and I've been associated with Plug-in India since 2015 and with me is my friend Kamle, the editor-in-chief of the Plug-in India platform. We also have Farah, the producer of the podcast. The Tata Nano gets a new lease of life. Kamlesh, what's happening at Plug-in India this week? Hi Abhishek, we actually, Atulji and myself here in Pune, we got uh, access to the 850X electric scooter for three days and I think Atulji rode around 150 kilometers uh, testing the scooter and he absolutely loved it. And uh, we did, uh, we created three videos and those videos will be coming, going live in our YouTube channel soon. It was a lot of fun. Right. How, how did you find the scooter? Oh, it is, uh, I mean, it, it feels very heavy. For, according to me, for me that that felt I'm, I'm used to light cycles and light. I'm using a light electric moped uh, called yeah, the Evans. Yeah. So this feels 130 kgs feels very heavy. But uh, of course, it's, it's I mean performance is incredible. It's, it's stability performance is very good even at high speeds. I love it. But after using for a couple of days, I felt that you know I mean would a scooter user really use the maps all the time? Because most scooter rides are like you know where you're going and the routes are short. So I feel the touch screen will be underused. Is what I realized. Well, well, the uh, Ather thinks of itself as the Tesla of India. So I guess the people <laughs> who will be buying the scooters will be a very tech-savvy, highly tech-savvy people. And I'm sure they, they will make full use of the... I guess, I guess so. But yeah, but yeah it, it, I, I suppose it's not for everyone. This episode of the Plugin India podcast is brought to you by our awesome Patreon and YouTube members. For as little as just $1 a month, you can contribute to the work of Plugin India and help keep the channel independent. Once you are a member, you get access to our Discord server where you can interact with the Plugin India team members on a daily basis. Go to www.patreon.com slash pluginindia or click on the join button on our YouTube channel. So with that, let's get right into the podcast. Our first news item is Tata Nano's electric cabs, which have been recently introduced in the city of Bangalore. Motherpod Innovations Private Limited has launched India's first all-electric cab service called the Stenic Pod Sit and Go in Bangalore. The service has been given the name Stenic Pod because it is managed by ex-servicemen. We've been waiting for the Tata Nano Electric since 2017. What we learned is that these Tata Nanos are made uh, by an EV drivetrain company called Electra EV. Apparently, they've fit in a battery pack that gives a range of 120 kilometers for the Nano. The company also claims to build a network of charging stations to charge the fleet of Nano Electric cars for Scenic Pods sit and go. So this is a very interesting difference between this company and Ola and Uber because it does not have an app it's meant for people who find app-based ride-hailing services time-consuming. And I can definitely see it being popular among older people, especially, who find it, who may find it difficult to use apps and so on. All you have to do is you have to flag down a cab. It has a rooftop indicator, a green indicator. And you have to miss a call to the phone number that's provided inside the cab and the service becomes activated. Also, the cabs have partition between the driver and the passenger and many other safety and social distancing features, which is obviously very important in these COVID-19 times. Rama Subramaniam, the promoter of Motherpod, he said that Scenic Pod is a unique ex-serviceman driven initiative to provide end-to-end zero carbon footprint mobility solution. In addition, in addition to offering safety and security, the solution also achieves major social objective of dignified settlement of our exemplary 
Senex and their spouses. Also, the director of Etra EV, Mr. Samir Yajnik, said that uh, we are proud to be strategically associated with Motherpod, whose niche fleet solution is unique and useful to urban commuters with the noble intent of providing employment to ex servicemen. So, finally, after so many years, we are seeing the Tata Nano in its electric avatar. The Nano electric car was ready for use back in 2017, four years ago. We got to know that a large number of all electric Nanos were sold to Ola Mobility. But for some reason, Ola never chose to deploy those Nanos. Yeah, that is strange. Actually, I also got news from one of my contacts that you know there are around uh, 400 Nano electric cars just lying in the garage and gathering dust. Such a shame. I wonder what happened. There must have been something that that happened between Ola and uh, the manufacturer. But at last, it's good to see that you know Senic Pod, this star, young startup called Senic Pod Set and Go, which is created by this uh, ex-army man, has decided to use Tata uh, Nano electric cars. So I also dug deep about Electra EV. So Electra EV, they are electric vehicle drivetrain suppliers. So they have been working with electric vehicle, electric car drivetrain since 2017. So they converted the Tata Nano. They also converted the Tata Tigor EV, which is a 672 volt uh, base system. So the Tigor EV also had an extended range version, which gave a, a real world range of 180 kilometers. Even that was created by this company, the Electra EV. So it looks like this company, uh, Electra EV, seems to have pretty decent experience with uh, retrofitting. We also found out that the Electra EV manufactures their own components, like the BMS, the onboard charger, power, uh, and other power electronics. So all in all, Senic Pods didn't go. Uh, seems to uh, ha- have chosen a good, good uh, supplier of the Tata Nano electric car. So for a while, JM Automotive owned the Tata Nano brand, but recently Tata Motors and JM Automotive discontinued their 50-50 joint venture, and JM Automotive is now a wholly owned subsidiary of Tata Motors, which means it's up to Tata Motors now to launch the Nano electric. We think that the all electric. We think that an all electric Nano is the perfect car for Indian cities. But for whatever reason, Tata Motors seem reluctant to launch it. Maybe they are worried that an affordable electric car would cannibalize the sales of their petrol, Tiago, Nexon, Altros, and so on. At least in Bangalore, you can enjoy a silent ride in the Nano thanks to Senic for set and go. Um, I, I, I mean, it's still confusing. JM Automotive is the Coimbatore-based company. They own the brand, but I mean, since Tata, since now they are a subsidiary of Tata Motors, Tata Motors owns the Tata Nexon EV. You're right. So they looks like Tata Mon the electric Nano has to be launched by Tata Motors. With recent changes in safety requirements, will the Tata Nano be compliant with the current safety safety norms? That is the question. So maybe that's the reason Tata Motors are not launching the Nano electric. Well, the Mahindra Atom is launching soon, and that's about the same size as the Nano. And you also have the Strom EV coming, and these are all classified as quadricycles. The Nano can go in for that classification. If there's a will, there's a way. I agree. You know, Nano, Tata Motors—it's such an iconic brand, and people have a lot of good memories with this. An electric car would launch such goodwill for the company too. And it's very strange that Tata Motors, you know, abandoned the brand. And I, I like this car. It's very small. It has four doors. It looks like an egg. <laughs> Who doesn't like this car? <laughs> yeah, I think for people like us, it's definitely the perfect car. I, I would, I would definitely want to buy it if it was available. Anyway, so since Tata Motors are not launching the electric Nano anytime soon, uh, at least in Bengaluru, you can enjoy the silent ride of the Nano yeah. thanks to the Scenic Pods Set and Go service. Listeners, if you guys are in Bengaluru, based out of Bengaluru, and use the service, do send us some photos and write to us about the experience. We would love to know.
Okay, moving on to our second news item. Prana, a high-performance electric motorcycle was launched recently. Triveru Motors, a Coimbatore-based startup, has launched this high-speed electric motorcycle called Prana in India. It's aimed largely at the commuter customer segment. So the Prana has three variants with varying ranges. Uh, these variants are called Class, Grand and Elite. Apparently, the mid variant is grand and that is priced at 2.25 lakhs and class is the entry-level variant and the elite is a performance variant. Apparently, the grand is going to be released soon and the class and elite variants are work in progress at the moment. To list some features, a motorcycle can hit a top speed of 123 kilometers per hour, which puts it in the class of 150cc motorcycle. The grand variant can claim a range of 126 kilometer per charge and the top-end elite variant is expected to have a range of 225 kilometers per charge. The drivetrain is a 72-volt system. The motorbike can hit 0 to 60 in 4 seconds. It also has a 4.32 kilowatt-hour air-cooled lithium-ion battery. And around 2,000 to 2,500 cycles are claimed for the battery. The charging time is 6 hours 30 minutes. Okay, that's cool. Cool specs, Abhishek. One thing we found out is that they use a hub motor. Uh, most uh, many motorcycles we see uh, in India have uh, have been uh, using a mid-drive motor, for example, the Revolt and uh, the Ultraviolet motorcycle. Uh, apparently, they have four modes: so a practice mode, drive, and sports mode. I, I think the practice mode, the speed is capped capped to 45 kmph, and drive and sports mode is where you can go faster. And there's also a reverse mode where you can uh, it'll help you going going back. All in all, pretty good specs. Uh, they also have uh, monoshock mono and telescopic forks suspension. Trivaru Motors founder and CEO Mohan Ramasamy said that they wanted to build performance as a key differentiator. He said, and I quote, our goal is to have our vehicles the best in safety, performance, comfort and automobile design. Our vision is to have our automobiles number one in futuristic design as well as in customer satisfaction. Our vehicle will be built on renewable resources, making it better for the earth while creating new jobs in green technology and co. Sivaru Motors has an experience center in Coimbatore and is looking to expand its footprint in India to other places such as Chennai, Andhra Pradesh, Telangana and Kerala. It has signed an MOU with the Tamil Nadu government and will be building a factory in that state. Kamlesh, what do you think about the looks of this bike? Well, well, I'm not a motorcycle guy, but um, but it looks pretty aggressive, and I still don't understand why electric motorcycles need to have the top section that resembles a fuel tank, right? <laughs> so you observe, I mean, why do we need that bulge at the top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it can be very different. So that's something yeah. that I don't understand. Maybe they want to keep the looks uh, similar to ICE motorcycles, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, so that that's about the design, but. Uh, but looks like 2021 is going to be the year of the electric motorcycles because we have multiple startups launching electric. But at the same time, we continue to notice the silence from pollution motorcycle manufacturers like, you know, the usual culprits. <laughs> Hero Motocorp, Bajaj, Suzuki, Honda, the list goes on. Exactly. So, you know, it's like they are, they feel that, you know, electric motorcycles are, it's something that will go away. But once once there are regulations and you know they'll start scrambling to launch electric motorcycles, but I think that'll take a few years. But anyway, so back to Pranam. Looks like this company, uh, South Indian company, has created a pretty compelling product for motorcycle enthusiasts. I think the one complaint about from motorcycle owners was that uh, they ideally like would like to take the motorcycles 
outside city too so most motorcycle users i know they they use a lot of uh, their riding lot of lot of their riding happens in cities but at the same times yeah. they would like to you know take take out go go to lonawala for example from mumbai or pune uh, go to the hills so they would like to do stuff like that and and the motorcycles that were launched in india like the revolt av 400 did not just did not have enough range for people to be comfortable so i think we are seeing a lot of motorcycles with uh, around 150 to 200 km range i think that that will be more compelling for many of the uh, motorcycle guys yeah but i i do know people like uh, like rafe and others who are hardcore motorcycle like motorcycle uh, enthusiasts yeah who still won't like electric motorcycles because you know they enjoy the sound the vibrations of the motorcycle and they enjoy the shifting gears apparently there's some thrill to it which electric motorcycles don't give them so it is going to be a tough market for these guys the startups to crack so our friend rafe has been wanting to convert his royal enfield for a long time and uh, if you've seen the royal enfield it has these very uh, particular looks right. and and that is what struck me about the prana is that it looks very much like a conventional petrol motorbike and right. i think it this was a deliberate choice to ease the uh, enthusiasts in, uh, and ease potential customers into electric motorbikes because uh, the only direct competitor of this uh, vehicle is the revolt and uh, as i recall the looks of the of the revolt was very polarizing with some people saying that it looked uh, it didn't look masculine enough some people saying that it looked uh, that it reminded them of a grasshopper this prana on the other hand uh, looks very much like a conventional motorbike and like you said because of that they have the giant uh, fuel tank on the top which is not really a fuel tank <laughs> right so maybe if it gets the, uh, potential i two wheeler users to jump to an electric motorbike then that's a good thing so good to have options yeah but yeah. another thing is uh, this bike has a 4.32 kilowatt hour battery pack so which seems way larger compared to the revolt's 3.2 kilowatt hour battery pack and i don't think i think 150 km 100 km should be should not be a issue i think the revolt uh, many revolt users struggle to get 100 km uh, by riding normally this motorcycle definitely has decent range uh, but also another disadvantage is that this battery will not be removable because uh, it has such a large battery and uh, the company also claims to have 2000 charge cycles so we assume that this is going to be a lfp battery which is lithium ion phosphate battery which will be more safer for india which has a more heat resistance and tolerance to heat but at the same time it offers large uh, life cycle but we still need to we still need to determine if it is a lfp or an mc pack so we're not sure we have not mentioned that this is on the website but uh, based on the life cycles it seems to me that this is an lfp battery pack but uh, anyway so the com- company expects to deliver these motorcycles in from march 2021 pretty looks pretty interesting and we wish this company best of luck yeah best of luck sivaru motors we hope you do well okay for our third news item the tbs i cube electric scooter was launched in delhi recently for an on road price of 1 lakh 8000 12 rupees after paying to and delhi state ev subsidy okay so so one of the so great upshake so one of the big uh, i scooter manufacturers is at last making a move tbs motors they launched the tbs i cube electric scooter in bengaluru back in january 2020 and after a year they have expanded to the national capital region which is delhi apparently if you if you book a tv a tvs uh, iq you also have an option to install a home charging unit called the smartex home and this costs 10000 rupees extra Let's also remember that tvs uh, iq is a connected scooter so it has a lot of connected scooter features and the owners will have to pay rupees 900 per annum after the first year of use at last a large manufacturer of scooters is getting into electrics and slowly expanding their presence so here are some features of the scooter 
it it has a hub motor mounted on the rear wheel peak power is rated at 4.4 kilowatts the top speed is 78 kilometers per hour the range is 75 kilometers on a single charge goes from 0 to 40 kilometers per hour in 4.2 seconds the iCube has a TFT touchscreen display many connected features are available like geofencing remote battery charge status navigation assist last park location and incoming call alert flash sms alert so so also uh, tvs uh, has a battery pack that cannot be removed so they even just like ether they are installing charging stations in uh, in the cities where they have presence so for example they have installed 10 charging stations in bengaluru and they have also installed seven charging stations in delhi also the tvs own, uh, iq bonus can go and charge there in case of as an emergency also apparently the vehicle can be booked via the website and uh, with a booking amount of 5000 rupees KN Radhakrishnan director and chief executive at TVS Motor Company said and I quote the TVS iCube electric is a blend of advanced electric drive train and next gen TVS smart connect platform after its success in bangalore we are thrilled to bring our iCube to delhi and are confident to scale great heights as india moves ahead its mobility solutions would increasingly be total experience led and nowhere is this felt sharper than among the youth of india our focus on the green and connected youth of india is embodied in the first of the tvs electric portfolio so the much criticized tvs motors has at last decided to get moving regarding its all electric iqube electric scooter so they have been in limbo for the past year stuck only in bangalore kamlesh why do you think that they are right. afraid to move out of the city so well that's a typical large ice ice manufacturer right they're selling petrol scooters so they'll have a conflict of interest if they start selling electric scooters in large scale so that's one reason this has been pretty slow with expansion is what we've been always we've been feeling since uh, since they were since they launched last year if you remember last year they had this uh, they had this large uh, launch event they invited nitin gadkari they they the little lamp all showcasing that hey we are here we are launching an electric scooter and you know see how green see how green we are ultimately we we knew that you know they've they're only going to sell it one city and that too in limited numbers and they're going to take their time expanding because it's a conflict of interest for them to sell electric scooters when they are selling lakhs and lakhs of jupiters and entorx and whatever other pollution scooters they have in their lineup delhi is not even known as a two wheeler market compared to south and west india pune or chennai would be better would have been better options if tvs was really keen on promoting the iq if tvs does not announce any sort of expansion plan within the next 3 to 6 months then i guess we can safely say that this so called expansion is purely a pr stunt to get to get some media attention or to meet any or to comply with any future regulations made by the delhi government uh, this 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 abhishek do you know what this feels just like how the car companies in uh, us they launched multiple electric cars all of these car companies like toyota honda gm they all launched electric cars only in the state of california just to meet their compliances this this you know this launch this expansion from tvs seems like a compliance uh, move so the ball is now in tvs's court to prove us wrong regarding the scooter the peak power of 4.4 kilowatt is perfect and can even outperform ice scooters and it's interesting that it has a touch screen display like the ether 450x uh, and unlike the chetak which does not have touch screen display the connected features are also promising we hope the iqube does well in bangalore and delhi and pushes tvs to expand and create more electric variety fingers crossed okay guys with this we come to the end of this week's show 
thank you so much for listening goodbye all right bye guys we we'll see you next week thanks for listening to the plug in india electric vehicle podcast you can find transcripts for each episode on our website plug in india is an ev advocacy group and a social enterprise dedicated to promoting electric vehicles and sustainable transport in india you can write to us at support@pluginindia.com or you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram we are cell phone and not a part of any large media organization if you want to support our work why not become a patron supporter or a youtube channel member it helps in paying our staff and bandwidth you can also support the show for free write a review or recommend us to your friends and family every little bit helps subscribe to our podcast on apple podcast google podcast and spotify thanks for listening bye